Welcome to Let the Music Set You Free, a monthly music hang with your host Katie Dobbins and special guests. Let the Music Set You Free showcases songwriters who are pursuing their creative calling and sharing their journey and music in hopes of inspiring others to embrace their passions as well. While music is the universal language that has the power to touch people unlike anything else, the reality is that many people need a helping hand beyond power of music in order to move forward in their lives. In this series, songwriters are using their creativity to bring awareness and funds to organizations who provide tangible resources to people who need them. To support the cause, check out the donation link in the video description. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Thank you. Welcome to Let the Music Set You Free, everyone. Tonight is very exciting for many reasons, one being that we are going international. Miriam is joining us from Morocco, which is very cool. I am Katie Dobbins, and I am originally from New Hampshire, um, and I also lived in Boston, Mass, for about 10 years, so I also went to college in Maine, so I'm just like an all-around New England girl. Awesome. Hi, everybody. It's so good to be here. Katie, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm Miriam. I am a singer and songwriter, um, also studying education at the doctoral level. And I have started playing music, um, performing music quite a lot in the, in the Boston area since 2015. And um, yeah, I'm super excited to be here. I have this song called I Music that kind of covers this idea that I was running away from music for a little bit of a, for quite a while actually. Um, and part of it was because music is feelings, music is deep, and music um, was gonna be the, what would make me authentic, and I, was, I guess I was scared of that for a while. But you're still here, hanging out into my soul, 28 years and you never took up, even when I pushed you as far as heaven is from earth. But heaven is to be found on earth And I found you in me I'm music I'm music I'm music I love that Brought, brought me back to when I was 28 years old And I'm 32 now, so <laughs> I'm 32 also We have oh, so much cool. in common I know, it's yeah. <laughs> you and I have similar stories in that we both kind of dimmed our light musically. I guess I would ask you, Miriam, was there like a moment that brought you back or? Yeah, the moment was just leaving a, an unhealthy relationship where I felt like I had to shrink and change and, and just hide everything about me. Um, especially the musical side of me. And I think that once I got, I freed myself from that sort of energy, um, I started, but it, you know, it takes time. It, it's not really that kind of story where there was this moment and then I just started singing out in public every single day and you know, not at all. Like it took me years after that because there's so many learned behaviors um, that I kind of ended up conditioning like feeling conditioned to to sort of adopt that it took me a while to to be consistent with this idea of you know I have this energy I have this sparking me 
and I want to be able to share it consistently in the world. So if anybody out here is listening and is feeling like there's like an anchor that's kind of like, you know, weighing them down, it takes time and it's a journey. And even today, like more than five years later, it's it's not completely, it's not like it's completely going to go away, that thing that brings you down, but it, but it's... It can be a fuel. It can be that why that you keep in your in mind that makes you feel like, you know, I have this new day in in life and I'm going to shine and I'm going to give that little spark of energy and th- that speck of energy and share it with the world. So it's that ongoing kind of reminding yourself, hey, let's get back. Tomorrow's a new day. We can do this. When you were talking and you said you felt like you had to shrink in that relationship And so I'm gonna play a song I wrote called Giants because I've had a similar experience and I drew inspiration from a relationship and also from just my own. Sometimes it's other people that make you feel like you need to shrink and sometimes we do it to ourselves and sometimes it's a combination. When did I become so small living in your shadow? I don't feel the space at all Feels like I've been swallowed Don't take too much space My mind said Shrink so I don't risk anything Better to be safe Than to be sorry setting yourself free and it's such great advice for someone else too. I'm going to turn it over to Miriam to play another song and then we're going to bring our guest Shauna on stage with us so that we can chat about um, all the amazing work that uh, New Beginnings and Sadie's Place are doing in this local community. So Miriam, take it away. (laughs) Thank you. This is how it began. She's sitting at a desk facing the river remembering how it began it seems like forever that time when her lover said i trust you now go find your dream no about you are you the main character yep 
I was sitting in the graduate dorm and there's this, this window to this study area and there's this student who sits there every single day and, and studies and the desk that she was at was right across from the river and so I was starting to wonder about what her life was like and, and it kind of morphed into reminiscing how my journey started and, and that's kind of where the third person comes from. Um, but this awesome. is basically an answer to your question of kind of like how things started. Thank you so Thank much you. for being here and sharing your music with all of us. Where can people find your music? People can find my music on SoundCloud um, using my, my name, Mariam Dahabi, on, on SoundCloud. Um, I'm also um, the singer and songwriter at our band Cordelia's, CordeliaBand.com. So yeah, Cordelia or my first and last name. You should be able to find me. Hi, Shauna. Thanks so much Hi. for hanging out with us. I'm Shauna Foster. I'm the program manager at New Beginnings Without Violence and Abuse. We are the Domestic and Sexual Violence Crisis Center serving all of Belknap County, so Lakes Region in New Hampshire. We are the guest organization for tonight, and I am so excited and grateful to be here. So thank you. Thank you so much for taking time, both of you, to join this. I'm so excited. Thank you, all of you who are tuning in. And if you would like to support the show, um, there is a donation link in the description of the video. 50% of that is going directly to New Beginnings in partnership with Sadie's Place, just so you know where your kind and generous donations are going. Um, so I guess to get started, Shauna, like what is your role at New Beginnings and summarize for us what you're all about and all of the wonderful things you do. Yeah, so we're a um, small nonprofit and we are a social change agency focused on ending domestic violence and sexual assault in our community. Um, so we do everything from age appropriate prevention education um, for grades K through 12 in our local school districts. We offer support groups for children, teens, and adults, one-on-one -on -one peer support, so not utilizing a clinical model, but um, speaking to survivors and helping them work through um, some of the trauma they've experienced, learning more about the dynamics of those unhealthy relationships or sexual assault, um, coming up with goal plans together, and then working collaboratively to help them achieve their goals. We offer an emergency shelter for families and individuals who are fleeing violence at home. Um, there's no maximum length of stay for shelter, so guests can stay as long as they need to while they're um, sort of establishing next steps and finding permanent safe housing. We provide court advocacy and support. We work really closely with our local child advocacy center. Um, they conduct forensic interviews for child victims of crime. And we support both the child victim and the non-offending caregiver in those cases. And we really try to enmesh ourselves in our community um, to meet with local stakeholders and different organizations to raise awareness about our cause. Beyond that, our services are available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Um, and that is done through the help of some really wonderful, dedicated volunteers um, and our small staff. There are 10 of us. Um, doing this work. There's only 10 of you doing all that? Yeah. We say <laughs> We've grown a lot. Um, I started here 10 years ago. I'm also 32, by the way. Um, so we're, <laughs> we're Power squad. Yeah. 
Um, and we had probably maybe five staff total at that time and provided all of the same really great services, but we've been fortunate to experience a great deal of growth in the last few years. Um, so we've grown both in number of staff and in, um, I, I guess, the level of programming we're able to offer. So transitional housing is new for us. Um, our, those education programs, which of course stop the cycle before it starts, um, those have been able to expand in recent years. So we feel very, very lucky. Absolutely. So can you talk a little bit specifically about your partnership with Sadie's Place, which is based in Meredith, New Hampshire? We were designed both in um, sort of the scope of our program and the physical architecture of our building to be a short-term emergency refuge for survivors. Um, so the average length of stay would be a couple days to a couple of weeks while someone figured out their next steps. Over time, as the housing crisis got more difficult to navigate, that shelter stay has gone up um, to averaging about a year at a time. Um, so for families and individuals who have experienced trauma to live communally in a shelter space that was designed to be a really quick fix for someone has been really, really tough. We've been trying to find a creative solution to this for years. And the end result is Sadie's Place. It serves as transitional housing so families can stay with us up to two years. They will get financial empowerment programming, um, some education around what it looks like to be a good tenant, how to apartment search, what to look for in an apartment, um, support for themselves and their children in recovering from trauma, that peer support model again, which is so key to the work that we do, and really anything else that they need um, in meeting their long-term goals. I love the long-term stay and the fact that throughout all of that, you're really giving a chance to heal. Because like we were saying, it's we weren't talking specifically about this, Miriam, but we were saying like all of this is a journey. Everybody talking about a glow up like it only takes a minute. But I know the best part is the in-between. Life's like whiskey and fine wine, only getting better. I'm gonna rejoice in these moments While I'm living life in the glow full-time music because I, I transitioned this year into just I'm gonna do the thing I'm putting all my time and resources and energy into music I love it it's it's like a soundtrack for someone's you know coming of age and you know making things happen thinking about the community that Shauna and New Beginnings and Sadie's Place are serving she was saying that those women often will stay averaging about a year trying to heal from all of this stuff. And so um, my song is called Glow, and it's about trying to live in the glow and embrace the glow, meaning the transition or the in-between time or the work part of it before you reach your glow up. <laughs> in that healing process, for anyone watching or for any of us who might know someone who's going 
through some of this. How can we as good neighbors and good friends and good community members, like, how can we help? I think one of the most important things to consider is implementing for yourself, for friends and loved ones and community members, um, the empowerment model, which is what we use in our work. And that is basically recognizing that we do not know what is best for each individual person. So um, when we are working with a survivor, we are considering her, and I'll, I'll use um, female pronouns, but we do serve male and non-binary survivors as well. Um, so she is the expert in her own life um, and in her own experiences. It's not our job to tell her what to do with her relationship or with her children or her household. It's simply our job to give her the tools and support and resources to make her own decision in her own time and in her own way. Um, so we'll often get calls from concerned family members who just so badly want to see their loved one out of this relationship. And, you know, I, I'm making this call for her. Why, why can't she just do this? And, and they're really not understanding what's taking so long or, or what what the difficulty is in leaving the relationship. So just remaining a consistent, non-judgmental, supportive presence for people is so powerful. And I think speaking up about our own experiences is a really powerful tool. Um, you know, I grew up with the saying sort of don't air your dirty laundry. And we find that to be right. very, very dangerous. Um, and it keeps women silent. It keeps victims silent. And it helps to perpetuate the cycle even more. So speaking up and speaking out is really um, a powerful tool in this work. This is a song about just kind of speaking to that person um, and saying, hey, um, I think it's time you leave me, you leave me alone. Don't ask me, don't ask me to be your friend, and don't blame me, don't blame me for letting it in, don't try, don't try. Mm. asking for permission and now I'm just gonna do it <laughs> yeah I love that transformation it's so powerful it's so empowering it's like I don't need to ask for anyone's permission I do what I want I'm a free bird mm -hmm. love it that's right <laughs> what would you say are some of the biggest kind of red flag warning signs that you see in people who are struggling with this but might not recognize it in themselves yet or might not realize that it's kind of becoming harmful to them um, so there are definitely red flags and a slow buildup because if someone is abusive on the first date, there's not going to be a second date, right? So um, generally it's once you love this person that things start getting so bad that you can't get out of it. And I think some of the biggest red flags that we see are things like um, jealousy, you know, your partner going through your phone, um, not wanting you to hang out with your friends wondering what you're doing, who you're talking to, where you're going, why aren't you texting me back sooner, um, you know, FaceTime me so I know you're not cheating on me, all, all of those, those types of um, conversations or statements. 
love bombing is a big one. So, you know, day three and the person saying they love you, move in with me, I'll take care of you. Um, you know, you're, you're the best ever and, you know, probably you are the best ever, but no one knows that after three days of work, um, looking at a, a relationship from a more healthy perspective, um, really starting in on that isolation. So making it so that you have rough waters with friends and family members, um, suggesting a big move across the country. So even like physical isolation is something that we see, um, and it tends to be a slow build from there trying to limit the person's resources. So again, that don't work, I'll take care of you. That's a big one. Um, because what, what are you going to do at that point if you're living in this person's house and your sole source of income is, is their income and maybe they're paying for your phone plan so they have access to your phone activity. Um, that can be a really, really slippery slope once you lose that control. What about if someone is watching now or later or listening to the podcast um, and they're thinking, yeah, I think that I'm experiencing some of those red flags that Shauna mentioned, but I don't need help. Like, I don't think it's anything. I'm fine. Or they might be starting to think they might need help, but they just don't really know what to do with that. And they don't know, like, what even is the first step of getting help? Our 24-hour crisis line or even just accessing one of our advocates during business hours can be really helpful because you don't even have to give your name. Uh, you know, if you're not, if you just have some questions or you're wondering, you know, is things don't feel quite right, I want to run this by someone, um, every service that we provide is confidential. So we sometimes do get calls like, hey, is this a red flag or what would you suggest I do in this situation? I don't want to leave this person, but I... I don't think something's quite right here. Um, we can give some tools and resources or provide some education on um, sort of the cycle of, of power and control that we see in these relationships and, and just offer to be a continued resource for that person. And we are a member of the New Hampshire Coalition Against Domestic and Sexual Violence and they operate a statewide um, hotline as well. Anyone who's watching can get connected with their local domestic and sexual violence crisis center to get confidential support. Everyone's really resonating too with everything that you're saying about empowering and self-empowerment. And also my dad's encouraging us that 32 is a wonderful age. <laughs> yeah. Um, first off, thank you so much, Shauna, for sharing the insights that you just shared. I, I could relate to a lot of what you talked about. Um, and especially the part about family and how hard it is for families to witness these kinds of situations. There is this sense, I think, among all of us, because we want to save each other, that we just want to get people out of these situations. And it's so hard to just sit and watch people suffer. I've definitely heard people say, well, if you don't try, if you don't do something, then it's like, it's like you don't care. What would your response be to um, those of us who feel like they have a duty to say something and do something and confront the person, um, even though that might not work? A phrase that I use in conversations with survivors, frankly, with friends and family at this point, too, um, if someone is, is starting to talk to me about their experiences, is do you want advice or do you want me to listen? Um, because sometimes people just need to feel heard. Um, so I think that's sort of step one. And if you are giving advice, 
not saying things like, oh, you need to, or you should, or you have to. Um, instead saying, have you considered, or did you know about this resource? Um, sort of a gentler approach so that the person doesn't feel attacked. What you don't want to do is put them in a position where they feel judged because then they're less likely to reach out to you again. And it's sort of pushing them a little more toward the person who's hurting them. Um, so I, I think you could even say something like, I'm so sorry that you're going through this. I care about you very much. Is there anything I can do to help you? Putting the ball a little bit more in their court so that you're not just one more person telling them what to do. We all have different paths and we all have different ways of getting where we need to be and staying safe. And um, especially in, in relationships that are violent or unsafe, there are so many things that we as outsiders are not seeing. So it's really important to listen to the survivor because they really are the expert um, in their own lives and in what's going on. So they might, for example, they might be choosing not to leave because they know it's not safe right now, but maybe it will be in a week. Um, and they, they sort of need to feel things out so that they don't set off the perpetrator or make them more angry. That makes sense. Um, well, I hope that people can um kind of start to understand that non-judgment non is not indifference. And I feel you loving my bones Even when I can't hear you say The same way the salt air fills my lungs When I breathe it in There's a whole world in your eyes Water, wind and fire makes me come alive there's a clarity that calms the raging storm inside when you see me connections with people is what brings it it's the most important thing about this life that we get to live and this time that we get to share here it's so important to like see other people and be seen by other people. Like there's something about that human connection that doesn't even need to be words, but just sitting with someone, which is also what Shauna was talking about, just like being present and listening with, to someone. This has been so um, great. I love how comprehensive your approach to all of this is. Anyone who is uh, feeling compelled to donate to tonight's show, we would love your support, um, and 50% of all of the donations collected are going straight to New Beginnings in partnership with Sadie's Place. You guys also accept volunteers. Yeah, we are um, really undergoing efforts to recruit volunteers for our 24-hour crisis line right now. Um, that is a critical part of sort of keeping our organization going um, and working toward our mission. The crisis line volunteer work is done from home. All you need is a solid phone connection and the ability to um, respond in person to Concord Hospital Laconia. So anyone who's interested can go to our website, which is on the screen. Thank you so much for joining us and for telling us all about what you do and educating us really and helping us kind of know the signs and know how to be good friends and neighbors. So thank you so much. Thank you. We're going to get back to some music, and Miriam is joining me from Morocco tonight. We are worlds apart, but so meant to hold each other's hands. 
to describe what I'm actually feeling. You and I have a similar story in that we both came back to music after kind of hiding it, I guess, for a while. And since coming back, what are some of the challenges that you faced as you continue to be vulnerable and write this beautiful music and put yourself out there and share it with the world? What are some challenges that you face and how do you overcome that? That's a great question. I think I still get in my own way. I think that, you know, at the end of any event like this one, especially this one, you know, I'm gonna, I'm not even gonna go to sleep right away. I'm just gonna be so pumped, just like I am now. It's so energizing. It's so invigorating. And, um, and I tend to forget, right? So, and then, you know, the next day I get back to my work, my studying and everything. And then I just like, get pulled and sucked into a world that's musicless and I think that that's the, the hard thing and the challenge is to every single day remind myself of what it, what empowers me what energizes me what makes me feel like I'm actually alive and like I'm shining and contributing to this world um, from my heart like from my soul and and I forget to do that and I think that one way is to just make plans for something else or reach out to someone else and just kind of get getting ahead of of that happening in a sense you know what can I do to just make sure that I have another moment of music I have another moment to write songs the other challenge is just to the fact that I sometimes worry about how my music's going to be received or worrying about does my music make me sound like I'm behind on the development that I'm supposed to the developmental level that I'm supposed to be at right like is that going to make me sound childish is that going to be make me sound too sensitive too emotional you know what I mean I do and I don't know if this is what you're talking about but it makes me think of just in the music world alone it's like, oh, if you're a real artist, you phrase things a certain way, or like you have your music theory knowledge in a certain way, or um, you like, because I sometimes will write a song that I really like, but I'm, I get nervous playing it at an open mic in front of my peers or something, because I'm like, I don't know, it's not artsy enough. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. We can, we I can think... compare ourselves sometimes, and that causes doubt too, because it's like, well, is art any less art because you said something simply or you said it in a mysterious way that can be interpreted different ways? You know, I don't think so. 
I totally agree with you. That's exactly what I'm what I'm going through as well. And 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 I bet you the funny thing is, I bet you those people we compare ourselves to feel exactly the same way. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? It's it's uh, it's right. um yeah. We we just we don't want to fail. We don't want to fail others, but we forget about failing ourselves. Um, and that's yes. that's the part that we we want to focus on is to just do what it is that we need to do, and then somehow things fall in in place um and that's how you shine brightest when you're doing what's best for you or what you resonate with most what you feel most alive with if you're trying to write music that's gonna resonate with someone else or you know please a certain crowd if you will then you might not actually write your best music anyway Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's all about intent. It's all about what your intention is. And if your intention when you write is to heal yourself, then, you know, odds are it's probably going to help others heal, too, because we have so yeah. much in common. Right? Absolutely. Um, yeah. <laughs> My dad says we could have been twins separated at birth. <laughs> Similar soulful challenges. Oh, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to thank you so much for sharing all of that. And I'm going to play another song about gratitude because I often, sometimes how I overcome challenges, especially in music or with anything really, is with gratitude. And it Mm -hmm. sounds kind of cheesy and corny, but it's so true. It's Sometimes I have to take a step back and remember how lucky I am that I have a singing voice that I enjoy singing with and that I can make music for me it's been really important to just take those moments of step back and say like hey stop grumbling stop focusing on the challenges and just like be grateful for a moment so this is a song called grateful pink and green and blue and gold rush into just so you know like when i was i closed my eyes as i was listening and i was just transported into kind of a i don't know like a church type of situation with a gospel choir and it was just picking up and and i had chills it was so beautiful oh my gosh well thank you so much i mean i feel god was a big inspiration for that song so Mm -hmm. that actually really makes my heart happy (laughs) and i love that you said too like thank you for sharing this music with the world because i think 
that's also something that's important for us to remember. It's not, it's never just about us. Mm -hmm. And if we have something to say, something positive to bring to the world, we should. Like you said earlier, if it resonates with you, it's going to resonate with someone else. So we have to share it. We're like, we have this duty, I think. It's such a gift. My last question for you, and then you're going to play us out. What message do you have for others who are passionate about something or they have a dream, but there's just something holding them back? Maybe it's just themselves holding them back from actually doing it. If you feel like other people are holding you back or you feel like other people's opinion of you might influence you, people talk about stuff and then they forget and then they move on to something else. So feel free to make that step. People are going to talk about it a little bit like, oh, I didn't expect this person to do this. Like, I didn't expect Miriam to take this leap or I didn't think that Katie would do that. Um, I'm really surprised. Not like that. That stuff is just blah, blah. It's just superficial. It's just commentary. (laughs) And if it's coming from you, um, my advice is to spend more time with you and with the child within you, um, with your soul, even if it's just 10 minutes grounded by yourself, just just listening in. And I think because I think that the more connected we are to ourselves, the more we learn about, you know, the self-compassion and we learn not to be judgmental, like Shana was talking about. Um, and I think that as we do that, we start to treat ourselves the way that we typically would treat our best friends, right? Like we're so generous to our best friends and we're mm. always out there and like cheering them up. Yes, I love that. And I love what you said about spending time with your inner child. I resonate with that so much and we all have that. And when you're a child, you're so free and you haven't worried about all that stuff yet. And you haven't gotten in your own way yet and you haven't heard the criticism yet. And so to try to get back to that beautiful innocent and pure place is so special now i gotta get back to her to that little girl she smiles at me in photographs says why are you so serious she's begging me to come back home for all of those who are listening and watching, thanks for tuning in and thanks for helping um, New Beginnings. I think Little it's such I'm a such an important mission home. and I'm so honored to be able to put a little bit of my, um, what do you call that, imprint, the footprint, I don't know, into this, into this yeah. conversation. Um, so thank you. Thank you for, um, thank you for having me, Katie. Well, I'm going to close this up with the song that um, I ended up making a video of. And it's the first song that I ever wrote in its entirety, and it's called Solace. This is for you who live for love, but for love you stop to live. For you who give so Forget who you want to be.
Free is a live show that happens once a month with different guests and different organizations. So if you like the show format, I'd love to have you back for another show. You can find out about all of that on Let the Music Set You Free official on Facebook and Instagram at sign Let the Music Set You Free official. Thank you so much to everyone who donated. We know that you work hard for your money and it means a lot that you want to generously support what we're doing here. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much. Stop to live.